0: a phenomenal proving ground for many of the fastest-growing fintech plays
1: in the world today. Okay, let's roll. Hey guys, welcome back to Breaking Banks Europe. My name is Matteo Rizzi, I'm the executive producer of the show. And today we talk about Croatia, Is a format that... uh, We invented, uh, I want to say, like uh, 12 to 18 months ago. We're going to look inside the fintech ecosystem with some of the uh, movers and shakers uh, of that uh, particular space and try to learn a little bit more. I'm here with Luca and Nicola, and as a tradition... Let's give them a couple of minutes to uh, introduce themselves uh, to our audience. Luca, welcome to Breaking back Europe.
0: Thank you very much, Mateo. Hi, everyone. My name is Luca. Um, now, where to start? I have done so many things in my life that sometimes it's very hard to get the context. So, but basically, uh, right now, as, as of, as of uh, the last couple of years, I'm uh, an investor, either an angel or or basically like a professional investor that invests in early stage startups, um, more specifically in uh, the fintech space, more even specifically in the Web3 uh, and fintech space. My background is mostly entrepreneurship, but I've spent like te- a decade in uh, almost a decade in a in a large corporation. And yeah, basically, I'm uh, an early uh, early early participant of the creation, a.k.a. Balkan uh, startup ecosystem. Since... Early two thousands, let's call it like this. So that's me. And I do a bunch of other stuff, but mostly around in and around startups. That's me.
1: Thank you, Luca. Nicola. Nikola, Nikola Koric, welcome to Breaking Manks Europe as well. Uh, thank you. Thank
2: you. So, hi, I'm Nick. Um, I'm a C- founder and CEO of the biggest Croatian uh, crypto brokerage and payment processor. Um, uh, I started uh, doing crypto in 2014, so, yeah, w- w- one of the early adopters and, you know, we try to make it as easy as possible for people to buy and sell crypto. Uh, we, our payment processor is now integrated in the biggest Croatian uh, retailer. Uh, so you can basically, and, and uh, s- several others, bigger players in Croatia, so you increase Croatia, you can now uh buy basically anything uh for crypto. I also do a lot of conferences and mingle with uh, with, fintech, with uh, the with the guys in the wider uh fintech
1: ecosystem in Croatia. Great. So let's start by um you know share share a little bit uh, you know when did it all started you know because there are some milestones that uh, are pretty easy in the global fintech space like I don't know 2013 uh, uh, the, the, sorry, 2008, 1139 launched in London. There are a bunch of other days like this. I know in Italy, for example, 2015, we launched the first global fintech conference. That was fintech stage, by the way. So there are a few like dates like this, right? My experience in the Balkans is with actually in San Sao Paulo. We organized a bunch of events, uh, you know, over, uh, over there. They had a format called Novaton, you know, that took place in a few of the Balkan of the Balkan countries. But uh, sh- share share with us a little bit, uh, you know. There is, a, is is there like a pivotal moment where, like uh, you know, banks made this realization that uh, collaborating with uh, other type of players, or maybe it was an intuition from, uh, you know, the, the the central bank, you know. Who are the movers, sh- the movers and shakers, and uh, when the ecosystem sort of uh, realized that uh, it became, uh, you know, that it became one? Maybe like uh, Nicola first.
2: Well, I think this is a really hard question, and the easiest answer to is to it is uh, probably not yet, uh, because <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I don't have uh, I don't have a date in my mind, and I would um, I would be. Uh, inclined to say that we still uh, are in the situation that, uh, you know, communication and cooperation between banks and fintech space is is it is in its infancy. Uh, you know, uh, for instance, <clears throat> of course, we in crypto industry uh, had a lot of issues with obtaining bank accounts, uh, and this changed, say, one year ago. So it's really hard to say for now, uh, is it, you know, just uh, a phase? Uh, or are we done with troubles because for instance uh, uh, our our company went through like more than 20 banks in Croatia all of them closed our bank account because you know we were high risk or whatever and we were as i mentioned we are uh, we are doing some uh, you know uh, we are we are pushing really hard for our legitimacy you know uh working with the uh, with retailers uh working with big, big institutions, Croatian post uh, allows you to buy and sell crypto with uh, with us you know so we are uh, we are putting really mu- uh, a lot of effort in- into uh, showing that we are legit that we are regulated that we are you know uh, easy to cooperate with but we still let's say for last year uh, we've had success in establishing some uh, some stable partnership with banks i would say uh, that situation is quite similar um uh, for other fintechs, because uh, talking to colleagues, uh, I know that they are really afraid of banks. And uh, if if we are looking to uh, find the date when the cooperation started, then uh, you know being afraid uh, is is probably not the best sentiment. You know, if you're afraid of your partner, then then uh, you, the the cooperation is probably not uh, not very good. But let's say in last uh, in last year. We have been seeing some serious, serious progress, both uh, banks uh, opening up a bit uh, and uh, the regulators uh, coming out also, which is probably uh, connected to each other, because when we try to start, uh, when we were starting uh, in 2014, it was really, really, really hard uh, to sit at the same table with the regulator. And now I can see that, uh, you know, start uh, startups and fintech companies starting right now can do it much more easier. And I'm sure that banks... Are aware of this? So maybe, maybe answer to your question is let's say in the last year. I cannot put you know a finger on it, and it's maybe just a face. We'll see. We'll ask me that in
1: in a few years. <laughs> Luca, what's your take? Um, I'm gonna do the
0: opposite of Nicola because I'm gonna broaden the, the spectrum a little bit. Nicola is talking about crypto, and I've been in a startup space for a little a little while, and I would say that uh, this kind of Um, collaboration uh, or let's say acceptance of fintech startups, OTT, everything which is over the top building things on top of this started in the last two or three years, three most likely. And I think that crypto is just the newest. The reason why they're afraid is because they don't understand it fully because it's a a direct opposite of what, what banks are all about or were all about up until very recently. So you have Regulations PSD2, you have SEPA insight, you have a lot of new things being pushed onto their table, and b- banks being, um, let's say, one of the oldest, you know, institutions in this uh, civilization, um, kind of have a hard time to 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 kind of adapt. But when it comes to startups, they have been taking note for a long while, and I would say that uh, the first touch points and the first understanding that that, you know, they they will need to play nicely with uh, new players, the up-and-comings, came into realization like two or three years ago. Three, most likely. You had companies like Revolut, uh, Monzo, uh, uh, N26, uh, Neobanks, which basically kind of opened up the the field for that. Crypto, they, they will start understanding probably when the regulators and us as an industry, crypto industry starts kind of fixing some of the bad messaging and bad bad things that, you know, happened in the last, let's say, couple of years. And when journalists finally start, you know, using crypto not only as a, you know, black and white, either as a, something that criminals use to launder money or something on the flip side. That uh, you know, uh, young millionaires you know use to, to to make up money when they understand that this is an infrastructure when that this is kind of a technology that is here to bring improvement on top of the existing or you know, kind of people that in a new way. So uh, from a startup space, I think like you have a lot of innovation initiatives from all of the major banks. Uh, Globally, but more specifically in Europe, and more specifically in our part of the world, Central and Southeast Europe, what they're trying to understand. One thing you need to understand is that banks speak in a very specific language, and in general, including the crypto startups, speak in a different language. So this is like you're speaking Italian and I'm speaking German. I don't speak German. You don't speak Italian. We will never, you know, we will never kind of come to terms unless you know we start speaking. Esperanto or one of us learns the language. So, yeah, that's my take.
1: What is what is the, you know, and I'm going to stay with, uh, with Luca, what is the situation uh, in Croatia in terms of, like, digital banks? You have, like, uh, uh, some of the big guys like Revoluto that opened up, uh, you know, their branches, or, or it is still a very... Sort of uh, old-style banking-dominated uh, uh, ecosystem for now, and the reason why I'm asking is because uh, you know that Croatia might not, you know, it, it might not be the the most popular fintech ecosystem. You guys are a very, a very known uh, football ecosystem because everyone, uh, you know, since uh, since the last World Cup, you know, I think the popularity of the country. Sort of spite, and you know, and actually, you, you, I think you lost against the world champ, so it's a, it was a very honorable, uh, honorable game. Uh, but uh, yeah, so what's what's the current situation in terms of uh, you know, the 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 infrastructure?
0: So basically, we are the recent join of the EU, we're the last one to join the EU. So basically, our market is quite, quite significantly, so we have a to which is basically. Everything vested in the in the in, in Croatia, and i think i um in the back of my mind a large number of people in croatia have a Revolut, a revolut account and most recently you are now allowed to take your full salary into a you know uh a, a revolut and use it as, as your primary bank um croatia is a little bit i would say open a little bit more open because it's a very small country and a lot of big corporate banks um uh, are basically um, uh, using Croatia as um a piloting area so uh, you have Erste Bank which has a very good mobile um uh, mobile uh, let's say, app and opening up the bank account and the digitalization of this, which basically forced the other banks to, to do so. They also started doing the same thing with, they created their own Revolut uh, type of application. So, and to, let's say the majority of the banks are playing nicely with those uh, um, disruptors and incumbents, and basically a lot of things changed in the last couple of years to kind of get rid of the bureaucracy and to get rid of the need to come in a physical physical location and sign uh, sign uh you know contracts remotely and things like this. It is still far away from the ideal. So we're nowhere close to some modern um you know countries that you know have you know all of these things online but it's 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 getting there.
1: Nicola you want to build that?
2: Yeah, so I do. Uh, I do agree with Luca. Uh, there definitely, I see in at least in my social circle, I see that uh, Revolut usage, for instance, uh, is expanding rapidly. Now, I haven't seen. I'm quite sure there are no uh, general statistics uh, for uh, for general use for uh, general population in Croatia. I see there is a lot of chatter in um, uh, on internet portals about being able to receive your paycheck to Revolut and stuff like that, but I haven't seen the numbers. Uh, But this move. Uh, to euro uh, in the last last month has changed a lot, and I would really like to see those statistics because we know, for instance, that card payments skyrocketed uh, because of uh, you know switch from Croatian kuna to euro. And I know that some people that were really le- reluctant uh, to use uh, Revolut are starting to use it uh, around me. Uh, also, uh, statistics from uh, AirCash, which is uh, Croatia uh, Croatia's biggest wallet, uh, also confirmed that their usage skyrocketed in the last month and these changes are probably here to stay so pushing croatia uh in in eurozone probably did you know uh, 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 uh heaps for uh for for moving of croatian payment system and banking system toward digital banks now the second uh thing that's that's gonna really help this uh, with moving to euro is the fact that now uh, 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 digital banks from the eurozone can uh, can offer their services to Croatian customers much more easily. So I guess that, you know, uh, Ch- uh, Revolut Challenges, uh, as for instance, uh, N26, which is still not available in Croatia, will probably move uh, into this uh, market uh, um, in the foreseeable future. So I guess that, you know, we will see the uh, speeding up of this uh, uh, of this move towards uh, digital banks because there there is uh, simply no reason anymore to use the incumbents um as luca said uh, the, they are trying really really hard uh, to offer fully digital services but you still have to uh, you still cannot do a, a fully digital onboarding because they are still regulated uh, in croatia so yeah i expect that this move towards digital banks uh, and and mobile wallets will just speed up
1: Actually, I just realized that uh, it is not, uh, you know, it is not very common, you know, to speak uh, with uh, sort of players or digital players, and especially financial services digital players that have witnessed a, a, a migration, a, such a fundamental migration to the car to the local currency to euro, and maybe it would be interested, interesting to uh, to understand, okay. We mentioned the passporting of the European license. so That seems very reasonable. But uh, what else, uh, like uh, uh, in terms of uh, opportunities and challenges? Uh, this, like uh, for example, when uh, you know, in, in most of the countries, when Europe when Euro comes, uh, like uh, real estate prices sky skyrockets. For example, but at the same time, there is a much bigger opportunities for financing and credit because all of a sudden, you know, there is no risk, there is no currency risk, you know. So uh, first, two questions, actually. Where are you in this uh, sort of, uh, uh, in this transition? And what are the big changes that you saw in the ecosystem beside the ones that you already mentioned, Luca?
0: I, I think it's very hard to to say because we just joined like thirty days ago. We we just joined and we are in the transitional phase. But mm-hmm. we had Slovenia, which is the you know, our first neighbor, and we were all kind of uh, traumatized by their experience because their prices of real estate and the prices in general kind of you know inflated a little bit. But at the same time, we're going through a quite a turbulent times. So it's very hard to distinguish which is which. Is it? are the prices higher, did the prices kind of uh, rise because of the inflation and because of the shocks uh, and the pending, you know, prices or because, of euro? and I think this might be the best, to, you know, kind of have introduced, uh, uh, euro uh, in a sense, because all of these things will blend. I, I don't think that the majority of the Croatians understand what kind of implications this brings, because it opens up a lot of possibilities which we which we are just now opening up when you have the same currency as the rest of europe you can compare the prices you can basically shop with your wallet uh, or change the jurisdiction let's call it like this if i can easily switch my pension fund from a from a okay i'm not sure if this is this is still uh, depending on the local regulations but if um if this is um kind of if the same currency is used throughout europe and in croatia we are now um more aware of the things that we are getting locally in the in the in the ecosystem, which is e- Slovenia, Austria, uh, and, the, and the neighboring countries. So I think that this is this is j- yet to be determined. We're barely seeing the the impact of it, and right now we're mostly focused on the the rounding, basically because of the the ratio of Kuna and euro. People are now I don't know inflating the price uh, increasing the price of coffee because it's easier to kind of uh, round up and everybody's focusing on that and the and the inflation of prices and i think that the normalization of the market will kind of uh, happen in the next let's say 1 to 2 years and we will see the first impacts of that but one of the things that i see right now is that i can now for example freely and easily uh, check the prices of a macbook pro in austria and compare them easily and realize oh I'm paying thirty percent more than someone living two hundred kilometers from me, and this is not fair. And we is need that to the out- case
1: actually, or or you're just yes. making an example? No, 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 oh, okay. that is
0: the case. That is the case. So in some cases, even more. So I, I just use the uh, this example because I most recently, I think last week, I did, I did this um i was looking for for this specifically and the prices are between 20 and 30% more on apple products um just because they had this kuna versus euro kind of barrier in a sense so great yeah i think it's going to go uh, down for the-
1: so it's a uh, i i must i must confess i've been so busy and uh, sort of uh uh like tra- traveling so much in this beginning of the year that I actually did not realize you know how big changes you know the creation ecosystem was was uh, was going on anyway guys just stay with us because uh, it's t- it's time for a short uh, for a short break and we are coming back uh, talking about uh, um more emotion more events uh, and more on creation ecosystems stay tuned that's a wrap. Do you want to be part of Breaking
0: Banks Europe? Reach out and learn more about the opportunity to be featured in one of our shows. With over 1.6 million listeners and counting, Breaking Banks Europe is bound to become the place to advance critical dialogue in Europe and the UK fintech scene. Reach out on Instagram or Twitter at BreakingBanksEU or go to www.provoke.fm.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to episode one six zero of Breaking Banks Europe Decoration Ecosystem. I'm here with Nicola and Luca. Nicola, we were talking about this big euro transition that happened like thirty days ago. Clearly, super super fresh. We just now discovered that you know uh, Luca was mentioning like big difference in 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 pricings also potential huge benefits with you know banking passporting but uh, you wanted to add uh, uh, a bit of color you know what's what's your what's your take on this uh, or what you wanted to add uh
2: yeah so uh what we see what we experience uh, with this transition to euro is a uh, you know a very interesting phenomenon uh quite akin to you know the the chinese uh, syndrome we've seen in the last 10 years so the fact is that uh, uh, croats really like their real estate you know uh, that's their uh, go-to investment and uh, people who have a lot of cash uh, are not really fond of putting it in banks they like to keep it in paper so now we have a situation that uh, quite a lot of people uh, had uh, loads of creation paper Croatian kunas and they had to you know either spend it put it in a bank Uh, push it through a currency exchange uh, and a lot of them decided to put it into real estate to basically start buying real estate in cash and this is a process that has skyrocketed the prices of real estate in Croatia so uh, for the last few years you know we were really scared about uh, Europeans coming uh, buying real estate and then prices started uh, skyrocketing before we entered Eurozone just because you know uh, of this process so now we have this uh, schizophrenic situation situation that uh, people can you know cannot afford uh, their uh, their real estate anymore their their flats and people who are investing in real estate usually do not rent them. So now we have you know you know those Chinese empty cities uh, we see that <laughs> a, a lot uh, a lot in uh, Croatia right now. So yeah uh, switching to Euro in the middle of uh, crisis uh, and and in uh, uh, in such a culture that is ours uh, we see
1: really really some funny situations. Super interesting. And I suppose that uh, this uh, sort of uh, digitization of financial services, uh, like the potential for innovation, uh, you know, th- there is a reason why I I wanted to uh, sort of uh, shed some light on the Croatian ecosystem is because uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, I'm coming over to uh, uh, MoneyMotion, which is, uh, you know, I, I don't know if there are many like uh, fintech events. Uh, in the in the in the country, and certainly sort of uh, catalyzing, uh, you know, some of the some of the other like uh, neighbor countries. But uh, uh, Nicola, talk to us a little bit, and thanks for having me. By the way, I'm I'm uh, I'm really excited to come uh, to come over. Talk a little bit about this uh, this event, uh, and what are we going to talk about? Sure. Uh,
2: so, of course, Luca and I um, are, uh, uh, you know, doing a lot of conferences uh, and events uh, both in Croatia and regionally. And what we elect is basically a place to hear people like you. You know, there are a lot of local uh, events that uh, do Croatian people. So there are a lot of uh, fintech and banking and and card and payment and whatever conferences that, that uh, bring uh, local speakers. But to hear interesting People from all over Europe and I mean, from all, of, from all over the world in Zagreb, uh, from all of these industries so banking, payment, fintech, and crypto. Uh, there was no uh, event like that, and we wanted to create it for ourselves. You know, I wanted to mingle with both bankers and payment people and fintech people from all over Europe. Uh, to uh, create some opportunities uh, for for you know, new businesses to start new cooperations, start to hear to hear people like you. I mean, your your experience, your uh, your bio is amazing, you know. And uh, not having people like you in Zagreb, I think, uh, was uh, uh, was a big problem. And when we started the conferences, we did uh, the conference. We we started producing. We did we didn't know what the reaction would be, and we were amazed. Because it seems that you know we we hit the spot. Uh, there 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 was this. Everybody was missing a conference like this. Uh, for instance, uh, we uh, will uh, we are now in the process of having uh, uh, three of top five banks in Croatia as sponsors uh, or organizers. And you know we are guys from we were we started this podcast with discussion of cooperation between fintech crypto and and big banks, and now we have a conference where we are cooperating together you know that's how badly we needed the uh, we needed a conference like this
1: um that, that's basically the main motivation luca uh, i wanted to like uh, talk a little bit uh, about uh, the investment ecosystems in in uh, investing ecosystem in the country you know because uh, you're an investor you're a vc both uh, both angel seed uh, and probably a little bit more more mature I understand that, that fintech is one of the theses uh, in which you invest in. Uh, are they already some investors that are specialized in fintech or for the moment, uh, fintech is just one domain of uh, investment for generic tech VCs in the country? I'm talking about local investments.
0: Yeah, so we're still. I mean, Croatia and the the, the wider region, Central and Southeast Europe, with a predominantly Western Balkans, it's still in its nascent phases. So there's no specialized VCs as of yet. You have general VCs, which basically focus on early stage investments, but with a very general thesis. You have a couple of crypto-focused VCs. You have um, um, a couple of um, generalist VCs, but that's it. There's though a lot of or quite a handful of, of, of angel investors who are specializing in specific verticals and fintech being one of them just because they came from that area. They had an exit or they had a um they're building a major company in the in, in that spread. So the the market in Croatia is still very underdeveloped and underserved, although it, it is a significant improvement uh from only like to like five, four or five years ago, now you have three um, venture capital funds which are focusing specifically on Croatia and then the rest of the region. Uh, and be- before there was only one, and before before that it was barely that. What we are waiting for is someone like a. a, 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 a uh, fund managers coming out of Croatia, specifically focusing on Croatia, which we still don't have. But Croatia is a very small country, so like barely 4 million people, uh, I think even below 4 million people now. Um, so it's hard to kind of justify that with the traditional means. But at the same time, we have a couple of outliers, um, which basically may you know put us on a map. You have um, major... Um, breakthroughs in, in uh, major companies, which uh, are, you know, trailing to become unicorns or already are unicorns which started in the, in the last, let's say, decade or so. So the market is still wide open. Um, there's a lot of regional VCs investing in Croatia, but it's very hard because you don't know the local ecosystem. You don't know the, it's very hard to do due diligence. And yeah, I mean, this is yes. an overall thing.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. And like as a, as a follow up question, Luca, how like uh, easy and friendly is uh, Croatia for entrepreneurship? You know, because uh, you know we we always have the example of like uh, uh, you know the 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 Estonian ecosystem, for example, just to name one. That is in, in at least in that side of the of uh, of of Europe that actually have invested a lot of money in the infrastructure in the identity like becoming the door from non-european companies to enter europe and so forth is there like a, uh is there any like a specific uh, uh infrastructure that uh, has been set up uh, or in a process of uh, to actually foster entrepreneurship
0: yeah this is a little bit a little bit uh Kind of, um, it is much better than before, significantly better than before, but at the same time, it has still a lot of hurdles that you need to jump through in order to kind of uh, kick off as an entrepreneur. The good part of this is that a lot of people from these areas are used so used to circumventing and kind of crossing the barriers or trying to find exploits in the system to kind of, you know, uh, find and arbitrage their opportunities. But at the same time, it is quite easy to open up a company. In Croatia now, uh, as opposed to a couple of years back, you have this simple form of a uh, a limited liability company you can open up within a week or two. Uh, The digitalization is more and more, you know, uh, 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 kind of widespread. So you can kind of get some, get basically part of the bureaucracy done. Although... um, there is a lot of downsides uh, for this because some instruments that exist in modern markets, specifically to startups, um, like convertible loans or different kinds of investment instruments are non-existent. At the same time, angel investors are not um, – how would I call co- co- uh, are not – Um, not pushed, but let's say incentivized to invest in early stage startups in Croatia, for example, in UK and Germany and some other countries you have like a tax break if you invest up until I think it's 100,000 or 200,000 per year in early stage um, stage investment companies. So I would say that one of the things that is pushing this uh, forward is blockchain companies, which they don't care about the jurisdiction more or less. And Croatia has a little bit of a, let's say, lenient uh, approach to that. Uh, so there's more and more blockchain companies working in the area and hopefully they are going to thrive in the next couple of years.
2: Uh, if I can, if I can add, uh, there's uh, one really uh, big development in in last two years, and that is also the regulators reaching out to the industry. <clears throat> so both the Croatian National Bank and uh, basically our SEC um, uh, opened up their uh, innovation hubs. Uh, and they're really reaching out uh, to the industry. They're going to conferences. They're, uh, you know, speaking at panels, uh, mingling with the industry, and they are really opening up uh, this, uh, you know, uh, a, a really hard nut of starting a fintech, starting a, regulator, a regulated fintech in Croatia. Uh, it takes, for instance, to get an EMI license in Croatia. It takes probably. Uh, more than year and a half uh, but having guys that issue emis uh, emi licenses uh, uh, at conferences the, talking to people you you can basically you know uh, during the conference t- uh, drink something with them and you know just just chat a bit or you can start a sandbox application and uh, do some informal discussions this this is uh, really making a really big change and really big I- impact on uh, on the creation fintech ecosystem we will uh, in fact on Our conference, we will have a whole panel just presenting uh, the the innovation hubs uh, from uh, both of our regulators and people will be able to ask questions and you will be uh, able uh, to talk to the guys uh, after the session you know and and find out everything that you want like just a few years ago this was impossible uh, when i started uh, our company in 2014 i sent an email uh, to the national bank uh, you know asking them what are we going to do about crypto how do we regulate this nobody responded now uh, people starting companies can just, you know, go and talk to the guys uh, on a conference, shoot an
1: email, get a response. This is really, really,
2: really big difference.
1: Amazing. Uh, actually, the as a as the last uh, as the last point, you know, how passionate I am about talent, and if I put myself, uh, you know, in the in the in the shoes of someone who has to develop uh, a four million people ecosystem. Uh, you know if there is one thing that uh, i want to make sure uh, that uh, i would sort of focus my attention on is uh, you know the relationship between innovation and talent and academia and you know making sure that i have good de- good developers actually the fact that now you know this uh, the i wonder whether or not it is an opportunity or a challenge the 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 switching uh, the switching uh, currencies but uh, How is the talent infrastructure in terms of developers and uh, like uh, even simply like uh, entrepreneurs and and management and business in uh, in the country?
2: Um, um, If I can start. So the infrastructure is uh, really open because we are a small country. everybody knows everybody so uh just two weeks ago uh I was with a with a colleague from our blockchain association we were invited uh to the biggest computer science faculty in Croatia uh to give talks and uh to you know that that's that's an opportunity for us to build a, a relationship direct relationships with the student there to showcase our work um, and to you know to tell them uh, how they can join the industry and what they can do uh, with us so there are no formal vehicles uh um, or they are just starting to to be built uh, there are some mentoring programs on several um, uh, universities or faculties but they are just uh, uh right 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 now uh, starting but it's a it's a relatively small ecosystem so we can talk to uh, we are constantly talking to the students Uh, in the last few years we also started seeing uh, uh, some fintechs uh, sponsoring uh, some uh, smaller uh, universities or local universities which is really 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 important because not everybody can come and study in the capital Uh, You know, all of the best talent went to capital to study, Uh, now we see uh, some fintechs supporting uh, local universities and faculties, and this is really important. So so to answer your question, the infrastructure uh, on one hand is only now being built, but on the other hand, uh, since it's a small industry, we already see a great deal of communication directly with students.
1: Luca, we always say that uh, you know, as a, as an investor, you mainly invest in uh, in talent and the team, right? And and the mm-hmm. earlier the earlier is the, the the business you invest in, the greater the 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 focus on talent has to be, because you know they have to be they have to have the capability to pivot, to, to adapt, yeah. to, to fast fail, and and so forth. So, what do you think of the talent situation in a country?
0: since I have a little bit more experience when it comes to early-stage startups, and especially students, I have a different kind of view because I was basically myself involved in building some of these facilities. So for years now, most of the faculties and universities um, start, they have their own uh, programs. Started from start, uh, smart up back in 2014 to Faculty of Electronic Engineering having their own incubator and accelerator. Basically, everybody now doing hackathons by the way money motion will have a student focused hackathon so uh, basically students will have a time to uh, opportunity to kind of tackle and build or try to build something on the open banking and then finance and even maybe crypto uh during the duration of the conference what i'm trying to say is that uh Krisha, because we have a very good talent developer talent uh there has been targeted they have been targeted for years now since 2013 maybe even earlier with global incubators and accelerators and then this kind of spilled over to to the university so you have each regional university having their own version of some sort of a startup competition or some sort of a incubator inside of that. Including the University of Osijek, University of Zagreb, Dubrovnik, krika Split, et cetera, et cetera. So um, what I'm saying is that the talent is being developed on a, on a regular basis. And most of the sentiment of the young, smart students, instead of going and working for a bank or a big telecom or 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 a big corporate, they are opting more and more for building something of their own as their first step. Because they saw and understood that this is the best way and the fastest. Uh, uh way to learn and come mid of their uh, you know kind of educational journey what, what is happening is that they have now more experience than ever and they're getting jobs uh or offers at least to you know global companies like amazon google you know etc so i would say that the talent here is pretty good and it's all due to you know activities induced activities through uh throughout the throughout croatia and it's attracting more and more talent from the uh, from the region, specifically uh, specifically the non EU region, because uh, there's a lot of Bosnian, Serbian, you know, Macedonian, Montenegrin uh, teams who sometimes relocate, uh, student teams who sometimes relocate or apply to a hackathon in Croatia, just to get you know the full scope of the uh, you know what you can do in if you're in I don't know SEPA or um, you know EU.
1: Yeah. I also heard that in Dubrovnik, there is a huge uh, and a growing community of digital nomads, right, Luca? Oh, yes.
0: This is the case for Dubrovnik, Split, Zadar, Sibenik, Pula. So all of the coastal cities, because they have a really good climate, the quality of life, you know, specifically. Um, and especially during the COVID times, they have a significant uptake with digital nomads because people relocate there. Uh, the, the climate is extremely good. The prices are still way well below the U- European uh, uh, average, and um, internet and basically the local ecosystem is pretty pretty good. So this is this is um, you know in in the last couple of years, this is in, in significant uh, uptake. Yeah.
1: I see I see a lot of similarities with uh, with Portugal where uh, where I live mm-hmm. and 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 Renato also is, uh, is based there you know that uh, they they almost tried and they manage in 10 years to to like to put Portugal on the map of uh, the, the the world uh startup uh, ecosystem you know and 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 it is actually there are there are certainly a few uh, elements of that recipe that I really hope, uh, uh, you guys uh, uh, will uh, will inspire yourself from because for small countries you need to find always your your angle right to attract entrepreneurs and uh, it, 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 there are no small countries there are only dumb countries as I uh, as I like as I like to say so the if you if you give yourself the opportunity to uh, as you guys are to to uh, to be open and to uh, like uh, uh, foster initiatives, like uh, the the ones that uh, we are all going to leave in a couple of weeks uh, from now. I think that Croatian ecosystem has a brilliant uh, future in uh, in uh, in front. Luca, Nicola, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you, us. <laughs> thank you for inviting us. <laughs> thank
2: you for inviting
1: us. And guys, uh, let's let's share the the address of uh, uh, Money Motion. The, you know, please, uh, uh, nicola share the um, Share the 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 web um, the website of the conference it
0: is sure. money-motion.eu oh sorry nicola
1: <laughs> yeah money
2: money-motion.eu yeah
1: great uh, guys uh, thank you very much uh, and let's repeat the dates so it's going to be uh, yes. in march
0: yes 9th, uh, 9th and 10th of march 2023 in zagreb um uh, yes
1: Great guys, I see you in beautiful Zagreb. Thanks a lot. Thank you Thank so you. much. Boom. Thank you. Bye. And it's a wrap.
0: Thanks for listening to Breaking Banks Europe,
1: a provoke media
0: podcast in cooperation with FinTech Stage. Don't forget to tweet us out, shout out, or post to the team at Breaking Banks EU on Twitter. If there's something or someone you'd like to hear on our cast, let us know. See you next week on Breaking Banks Europe.